What's up, everybody? I'm Mike Posbon, and you are listening to part three of episode 16 of VGM Generations. With me, as always, is Aaron Blauchuk. Hi. And Jordan Belinsky. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> and uh, in case you <laughs> in case you weren't paying attention, that actually isn't Jordan Belinsky. Jordan Belinsky couldn't be with us today, unfortunately. That was a pretty spot on Jordan Belinsky. Well, we'll see. We'll no? see if he listens <laughs> into what he says, what he has to say about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, unfortunately, Jordan couldn't be with us today. Just too darn busy. So uh, we're doing a twofer. And... Um, and in this series of episodes, we're still talking about Konami. So we have a we have a little secret uh, fill in for Jordan at the end there. So, but we'll we'll wait for the end. Secret is this, this is a secret for me? I guess. E, well, <laughs> I told you about it, but you might have forgot. Uh, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, I think technically it would be your turn to go first. So why don't you oh. go ahead, buddy? All right, I'll lead off. Um, okay, Konami month. Let's. Uh, I went. I kind of dug back into my library a little bit. This is not really an obscure game, but you know. Popular, but it's not like one of the premier things. Konami kind of forgot about it for a little while. Now, the game is called Jackal, or as it was originally known, Special Forces Jackal in Japan. And uh, we were talking sort of before the podcast how Konami has a legacy of run and gun and shmup style stuff that's, you know... You yeah, got a totally. lot of that bread and butter a little bit. Well, the more I go into it, it's like, man, every version, every game is a version of moving in a direction and shooting. <laughs> yes, and this does not break the tradition of moving <laughs> in a direction and shooting. Though, the nice thing about this one is that you could move backwards a little bit, but you were constantly starting, like, you basically, here's the premise for the game, is uh, you're a Jeep, Special Forces Jeep. You have two weapons, a machine gun and some sort of, like, an explosive. You start with, like, grenades, and it can be upgraded. And you are traveling from south to north across this map, destroying buildings, picking up hostages, so prisoners of war. So you're picking up these prisoners of war, <laughs> and you're uh, dropping them off at helicopter locations so they can be airlifted out. Meanwhile, you're constantly like fighting through wave after wave of tanks and enemies and that kind the of thing. The reason I laughed is because it sounded like you were taking hostages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does kind of, you Not know, freeing you know, Those guys are on your side. I guess you, you know, go yeah. open a building and guys run out and they just jump in your Jeep. So, so yeah. The hell not? Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to be specifically talking about the arc. Well, I guess not. I, I'm The music I'm, I selected is the arcade version of the Jackal theme. Okay. Which is one that's kind of, I picked it because arcade sound chips are great. Yeah. And this is the version better. that's kind of like burned into my memory because I remember playing it as a kid in the arcade and it was Which, one of those where was the arcade um sylvan lake oh, okay it was actually at a hockey arena in oh, sylvan okay lake. i think you've talked about this hockey arena before at I least have. once yeah but the, the sorry jackal wasn't at the hockey arena but it was part of that same thing because i okay. always remember the games that were in that that hockey arena my dad would play in this hockey tournament every year we'd travel there yeah and in that in the arena itself was and i probably mentioned this yeah there was frogger there was double dragon and there was uh ghosts and goblins Yes, uh, yeah, that's where you brought it up. Ghosts yeah. and Goblins, yeah. And, uh, but at the campground we stayed at, there was also a, a small arcade, which had some really great games as, as well, such as Outrun, Jackal, and uh, Karate Champ. Okay. <laughs> uh, was you, that a Konami you know Karate game? Champ? Is that Konami too? I don't think so. No, Konami had a game called Kung Fu. Yeah. But that's a different game. Yeah, I actually don't know who made Karate Champ, but okay. if people remember it, it was actually based on like actual rules of karate where you go in, you do a move, and then you get a point, and then you go back. And oh, so it's like it's like uh, like Olympic style yeah, point, yeah. point based karate. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Interesting. But anyway, but, back to Jackal. But Jackal. Jackal, I loved it because it was two player co op. You could basically put in a couple of quarters, and you have like you and your friend, usually in my case, my brother, playing uh, like driving around. 
both simultaneously trying to collect power-ups, shoot bad guys. Oh, and you can also run over bad guys. That was actually one of the great draws ah, of this. Is that's that fantastic. You didn't have to shoot them. You could just drive right <laughs> over them. <laughs> just run them down. Yeah. And uh, there wasn't much in the way of story. In the arcade version, basically, it just always constantly was moving from south to north. You're always traveling forward. Now, and they changed it a little bit in the NES version where they actually broke it up into like segments. It'd be like a, there'd be a mission, you'd get a little map, and then you'd go to like a section and there'd be a cutscene. And I always loved the NES cutscenes for this game because it was either these guys in a Jeep like jumping over a hill and one of them is shouting, yeah. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> the big text bubble, big text bubble. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, with like six H's and like three exclamation points. Was there, points. was there a voice? No sound, voice. No voice. But, okay. You know, you can imagine what that guy sounds like. Oh yeah. Like. <laughs> and these guys, so there were, I guess there were four guys. I don't know if it was two per Jeep or four in one Jeep, but they actually had these characters with names. So I'm just going to list them just for the hell of it. Yeah. It was Colonel Decker, <laughs> Lieutenant Bob, Sergeant <laughs> Quint and Corporal Gray. Wow. So, so four generic. guys with different ranks. Yeah, they're just different yeah. ranks and, and <laughs> yeah. pick four generic male names. Yeah. Jump in your Jeep. That's hilarious. And, you know, drive to glory, I guess. And uh, though I don't think the I don't think the arcade version had much in the way of story, but if you stayed on the start screen of the NES version, it actually gave you this little story. And I, I actually wrote down a whole bunch of like just the little things from the story because uh, they were so ridiculous. So the story is... Your brothers in arms are hostages behind enemy lines, and you're their only hope for freedom. But the firepower you'll face to rescue them is awesome. Rescue the POWs in the buildings. You'll need a pocket full of miracles and the ferocity of a wild jackal. And I just love, <laughs> you'll need a pocket, a pocket full, full of miracles. miracles. <laughs> Boy, that is really whimsical, isn't it? Oh my it? God, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, this game is awesome. Yeah, and also in addition to the cutscene where you get the Jeep jumping over the thing and the guy shouting, yeah, there was also another one where they're sitting on their Jeep and they're looking at a map and one guy's pointing at it and he says, here? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Just here. <laughs> wow. And I, I, I don't know. Those, that, that image stuck with me for a long time. Yeah. I don't know why. As it would. So anyway, I'm going to talk about this a little bit after we listen to it, but let me give you the, some more basic facts. So the song we're going to be listening to is just the background music. It's sort of the track one of the game. So the first thing after your Jeep gets dropped off, plays a little intro music, and it's sort of the backing track for the first part of the game. The, obviously, this was developed and published by Konami, came out in 1986, and the composers were a little hard to track down. Uh, their names were Sakamoto and Fujito. And then I did a little bit of further digging and found that that's Shinya Sakamoto and Atsushi Fujito. Oh, so th was this one of the things where their full names weren't in the credits and that's then you right. had to, yeah, okay. In all caps, it said music by Sakamoto, music by Fujito. Yeah. So there's no, and that's how I actually saw, found out who the composers were is I saw screenshots of the credits that showed, you know, who they yeah. actually were. One of these days, I think I'm going to have to try and do some like, you know, like a first person research and like, dig down into why that was like why so many times people aren't credited in these old Japanese games or, or, or are credited by like made up names or credited with just the last well, name or I always had a theory that it might just be like a Japanese culture thing that it's about yeah, not taking glory for yourself. Essentially. I can totally believe that, yeah. but I, I want confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the weird thing is because as we've talked about, you know, usually you get these like weird nicknames and they're usually a nickname that's a play on their actual own name. Yeah. And we even talked about in like this month's episodes that Konami was really bad about giving credit in a lot yeah. of cases. 
So, I mean, I was actually quite surprised because on, on, say, just the standard Wikipedia page, there's no listing for composers for Jackal. Oh, wow. And it was only in, you know, in digging and eventually finding those screenshots that I found out who the composers were. And the two composers were sort of like standard career uh, Konami composers who had composed a lot of things. They'd worked on Castlevania games, Gradius, you know, various things like that. Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there were a few Ninja Turtles in there as well. I like how every Konami... Konami, You're going to work on Ninja Turtles. That was the thing I found too. Every time I would look up a composer, it's like at least there's one Ninja Turtle game in there. One Castlevania has to be on the resume. Yeah. One Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, we'll come back to this afterwards, but first let's listen to the background music from Special Forces Jackal. Actually, in North America, this game in the arcade was known as Top Gunner. Oh, really? Which is weird because I remember playing this in arcades as Jackal, though my research led me to believe that it was released in North America as Top Gunner. Maybe it's a Canadian US thing? It could be. It could I've be because it said sometimes. North America, but I am almost thinking that in Canada, we may have been more likely to get Jackal than yeah. Top Gunner. Yeah. And I think the reason was they wanted to avoid any confusion between, obviously, Top Gun. Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. Which they would have probably gotten sued for. Uh, A few notes that I did find out on this is that in, there's so many versions of this. There was like a ton of ports that came out much later. um, And in the earliest, earliest versions in the Japanese version, the machine gun always aimed in the direction you were driving. So you could drive around and shoot your machine gun. Yeah. And then you, and also you're like throwing grenades or firing missiles, depending on what your power ups are. But in the Japanese version, yeah, that was it. Sorry. It was, uh, Firing in that direction, but in the North American version, the machine gun always fires north. Oh, okay. So you're just moving back and forth and it's always firing yeah. in a single direction. Which was awesome because the grenades, your secondary fire, are always firing in the direction you're going. So basically you can sort of like cover oh, two you, directions yeah, at yeah, once yeah, yeah, yeah. by yourself. That's so, cool. you know, you're firing directions at a turret in one thing and you're like taking out, mowing down soldiers with your machine gun in the other one. And Yeah. Well, we were talking before the podcast started about like how this is kind of the original warthog from Halo. And so in my head, I was thinking twin stick, but of course this is long before twin stick was a thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's always, it's either got to follow your vehicle or fire in a consistent direction. Yeah. And on that sort of like a 
twin stick, they're actually, and we talked about like the warthog um, possibility of like one person driving and one person actually firing, yeah. is that there was also a version on the Famicom called Final Command Akai Yosai, which I think translates to Red Fortress or something like that. Yeah. And it had a two-player mode where one person actually drove and one person fired the machine gun in any direction, which sounds awesome. I was super excited about it. And then I'd read that I guess it wasn't all that fun in comparison to having like each person having their own Jeep and just the madness of chaos on screen <laughs> of all the bullets flying and yeah, everything. Kind of that bullet hell yeah. funness. And then covering and being able to cover each other. Yeah. And uh, the music for the arcade version, which has got that really like... FM chip kind of like twang, twangy sound, sure, which yeah. is a lot of fun. The uh, NES music on the NES version is actually really close. They did a really good job of transcribing it to the uh, NES, except on the NES, the tempo is slightly faster. Okay. that so, And that a lot of times that had to do with um, uh, J NTSC versus straight NTSC. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there were like speed conversions because um, while they're almost interchangeable, uh, they're not exactly the same. So, and I think, but I, I thought it was the other way around that like the Japanese was a little faster. So maybe mm, I don't know, but do I that. mean, this wasn't a straight because this is the arcade version. Yeah, versus so the it N- had to be a port. It had to be so ported. it had to be a direct port. So yeah. they just decided that it should be a little more exciting, I guess. This is also one of those games too, where the consensus is widely that the game is improved in the NES version. Okay. And this is actually is for like a couple of, a few Konami games sort of had the same sort of thing. Yeah. One being uh, Contra. Jackal, of course, and Blades of Steel, which all had arcade versions. Yeah, the other was um, that I was going to bring up this month, but didn't, is Turtles in Time. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Because it had too. so yeah. many more levels and bosses and stuff. It got, it was a bigger game. Yeah, so, so that's, it's strange that for some reason there's an arcade version, yet the home port is better, so, expanded, more levels, like yeah. uh, better stuff. The home like console team was like the A team, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. And we were mentioning before is that like you were not entirely familiar with the game, Jackal. No. But the, the names, logo. The, then the logo sounded familiar. And, yeah. I, and the reason why that might have been is that this had one of the most, the earliest uh, examples of sort of in-game advertising in the fact that the logo was in Blades of Steel. Oh, so that is why. Yeah. So <laughs> during one of the intermissions. Yeah. Where it just plays the. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little thing. And after you, you play like, it's like Gradius or something like that, where you yeah. play a little bit of yep, it and yep, you yep. shoot the ship. And then after you play that, there's a little bit of text that's an ad. And I actually watched it and I wrote down the text just because, again, like all the text in Konami games, it's just gold. So it says <laughs> in big co- cartoon font, it says, blam, Contra, blam, Jackal. <laughs> What an exciting game. Fantastic graphics. Awesome music. All your friends will want it. Konami. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that now. Uh, isn't that great? <laughs> that's fantastic. I can't believe I forgot it, yeah. but that's exactly where I know yeah. it from. That's and it awesome. actually shows like right in the game, the Contra logo as it appears in the game and the Jackal logo as yeah. it appears in the game. And then I wrote down in my notes, get the pass, just because, you know, I was watching a lot of uh, Blades, <laughs> Blades of, Steel of Steel footage. Yeah. And it surprised me actually because... Uh, they, when you pass the puck in Blades of Steel, it says get the pass. Yeah. I never knew that. I thought it was like split the pass or make the pass, but okay. I couldn't make it out. Get the and pass. for the first time in my life, I watched footage of the arcade Blades of Steel. Right. Which would have... Which was way clearer. Yeah, exactly. And I could make it out. Yeah. And not only that, I was super impressed by the arcade version because the announcer talks a lot. Oh, does he? Yeah. I, I've never played the arcade version, yeah. so... Yeah. I, I recommend if you're a fan of Blades of Steel, yeah. check out at least a video of the arcade version. Because Maybe I'll like, have to like try and MAME emulate that, because yeah. that, that sounds cool. Well, it does <laughs> things like uh, when you input your initials, it actually will read back your initials, and it will say things like, you know, 
for me, it would be ASB, like leads in the first period kind of oh, stuff. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. that's awesome. It has all this announcer stuff, which is really well done. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. So, uh, and the last note I want to make about Jackal is that uh, it never had a sequel, despite having a million ports. It even did appear on mobile phones at one point with some okay. expansion to it. Yep. But in 2009, Konami released screenshots of a version of Jackal with 3D graphics. So they actually released these screenshots of like a totally re- revamped, almost like Jackal HD kind of thing, where yeah. they replaced all of the sprites with 3D stuff. And looked really cool, but that game like never settled. Vaporware. Just vaporware. Disappeared. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a shame too, because as we've mentioned, Konami's not really, they're not making anything anymore, so we're not no. likely to see another. Just pachinko machines. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll see a jackal pachinko machine. But it won't <laughs> Actually, you know what? That'd be a great pachinko machine. <laughs> it would make sense in everything. That would. But. Anyway, all yeah. right. Well, for another day, I guess. But uh, all right, so obviously it's on to me next because uh, we're the only two ones in the room. But uh, <laughs> except for fake Jordan, except for <laughs> except for Goofy Jordan. So uh, in in uh, following my form from the rest of the month, I'm doing crazy Japanese only, and uh, I've got probably the craziest one of them all called Sexy Peridoas. Oh, paro- sorry. Sexy Parodius, I should say. Well, it's got sexy right in the title. It's got sexy right in the title. So uh, obviously developed and published by Konami in 1996. And this is, again, an arcade game uh, came, coming out on the Konami GX system, which um, I'll just mention right now. Uh, when you go through there's and you find all these arcade collection websites, uh, this is one of the um, systems that everybody says probably had the best sound chip of the nineties. Like it's, it's in that top three list for just about everybody. So music is fantastic, which is why I picked it. Um, so what this is, is this is the fifth game in its, uh, Herodias, uh, series. And it and, was the sexiest one. <laughs> and it indeed was the sexiest one. And it, uh, so basically it's, um, a parody game of games like Gradius and any of those, you know, shmups. So they're making fun of themselves. They're making fun of themselves. Well, yeah. So good for you, Konami. Well, and, and it's kind of like in the same vein as, uh, I think we've talked about it before, but like Capcom had that like super puzzle fighter turbo HD. Re- yeah. Like they put all the words in the title just yeah, yeah. to like be a joke. Right. So, um, so it's great. Um, so this is a crazy, like out there, like super Japanese craziness, which is what makes it fantastic. Right. So like, um, the playable ships include a penguin, uh, a pig, a stick man riding a paper airplane and like a bunny girl, like a, like a, a playboy kind yeah. of girl riding a missile. <laughs> and there's also the Gradius ship is in there, but, uh, to tie in with, um, the, my last pick space Mambo. Uh, there's instead of the ship that looks like it, it's just the fish. It's just the sunfish. <laughs> so it's fantastic. Well, I want to play this. Yeah. And, yeah. And so uh, the bosses include um, a giant corn on the cob, uh, a penguin with a toilet on its head and uh, lots of enormous scantily clad women. So there's like a That's Medusa. Sexy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Is there scantily clad women all over this game? <laughs> um, so um and, uh, you know, there's like a giant Medusa. There's, there's ones where you're basically just shooting like a half naked woman, but she's like, you're like, she's kind of laid down and you're like looking at her from the back. So mm-hmm. you can just see like just a bit of butt. And then there's like a, a cloth, like kind of draped. So like, you can't see anything like really, really nasty, but it's, it's very, that sounds not bizarre. PG. How in the world does that enemy attack you? 
I don't know. I think she <laughs> sends things at you is right. what it is. She From just her has... butt. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. But yeah, I, I don't I know. It's weird. I can't even imagine this game in my head. So Yeah, no, it's crazy. Go. Yeah, everyone go like look this up and not at work, but anywhere else. But <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, not safe for work levels of nudity. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. It depends on how, uh, <laughs> how liberal your workplace is, I suppose. But um, and then like the plot is just like complete madness like it's so there's this penguin who i think is in all the games and i think he's like an accountant and they're running low on money and there's like an octopus that's like the bad guy and so they go out on these missions to collect money i don't know the plot doesn't make any sense it's just madness i don't know what you're talking about that made perfect sense (laughs) but yeah so but the cool thing about this game is that um you actually can do uh, it's in, it's not just a shooter in that you have to actually collect coins in a lot of the levels and then there's actually branching paths in the game. So if you don't con- collect enough coins, you go to a different level than if you had collected enough coins. So it gives you a bit of replayability. Huh. So anyway, uh, let's jump into the music. The um, music I chose just because it was my favorite one of everything I listened to is called Maniac of Shooting, and it's the (laughs) bonus level music. So God, I hope that's the official title of that (laughs) song, too. I think it is. So let's listen to Maniac of Shooting from Sexy Parodius.
So yeah, um, just there's not much left to say about it. It's uh, been released on a few consoles, and there's actually the interesting thing about this game as compared to compared to a lot of the Japan only games that I've talked about is there's actually an English translation because there was a version released not just for Japan but for Asia that actually had full English translation. So out there, uh, if you have like MAME emulators, you can play this game with English. Is it this one specifically, or is it like all the games in the Paradeus series? I'm not sure about that, but this one specifically I know has an English translation. So that's pretty cool. Uh, It was also available on uh, Sega Saturn and PlayStation PSX or the first PlayStation. So, um, so yeah, it is, it is out there and you can play it. Um, the other thing is it's just as hard as all the other games. It is <laughs> funny and crazy, but it is very challenging. Like it, like, you know, those upper is levels, like, like bullet hell kind of thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Like those upper levels, like you, you watch people play it and it's like, you might be fighting a giant corn cob, but he is, <laughs> <laughs> he's a tough corn cob. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's crazy. So, but yeah, I encourage everyone to go online, go Google this game and it's it's hilarious like it's so funny it's just like i want to play it so bad i was actually trying desperately to emulate it um and i there was just too many hoops to jump through and oh, i couldn't really? i couldn't get it going but i'm going to make it work like i just didn't have enough time mm. i just needed more time but probably this weekend or sometime soon i'm going to emulate <laughs> this game and it's play a full day's like job to uh Get well, this up and running. Yeah, just because, it, and it was just because I was trying to do it oddly. Like I was trying to do it on my Mac instead of my Windows. And anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, you you can find it. The ROMs are out there. They're all over the place. And you might have to jump through a couple hoops. But for anyone who's emulated anything before, it's probably no more difficult than than any other MAME emulator. So, um, oh, and I should mention the name of the composer, which is uh, Mayuko Kagesha. Oh, no, Kageshita, I should say. Yeah, so that's the... Uh, <laughs> probably something like something that. Something like yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, he's the... And uh, interestingly, I tried to find some more stuff that he worked on, and it seems like I don't think um, like composition is his primary thing because his list of like original music is quite short. Yeah. Well, what you get to is I noticed this in the credits for a lot of Konami games is that you get th- sort of things interchangeably where people who might have composed on it are just listed for as sound design. Yeah. And I think maybe he's more that. Yeah. And oh, and the other thing that you have to say is like, if you actually look at um, the, the music, the site I pulled the music off of has like, like half or no way more, like probably 80% of the music in this game is just like old classical stuff made, uh, you know, made for remix. Yeah. yeah. Remix for arcade. So it's like Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart is listed (laughs) and all this stuff. That's funny. So yeah, it's pretty funny. Like I actually had a hard time as I was going through all of it. Cause like some of it, even too, like one of them, it starts with like a Castlevania tune and then it goes into a classical piece, like just a regular classical piece. And I was like, this is an original. I can't use this. So <laughs> I had to, it took me a while to find some original stuff, but this stuff that is original is great. Yeah. So uh, it's Konami. They've got a, they've got like a really good musical history, but it's really hard to get good information or real information. Yeah. And I f- question marks next to things. I feel like too, part of it is like, because it's a parody game, they're just like, eh, we'll just throw in whatever, you yeah. know what I mean? We'll just use whatever music is yeah. free and then we'll just remix it. Like yeah. pull some stuff out of the closet or whatever. Yeah. This so. is funny. It's in the public domain. Yeah, exactly. It goes with shooting sexy women in the butt. So. <laughs> and then uh, the other thing is too, like a couple of the, um, it's like a parody of like all Konami, like it, up to this point. So there's actually like, we were talking about, um, what was the martial arts game you were talking about? Uh, Karate yeah. or... Karate Champ, the one Karate I was just Champ. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, and I mentioned Kung Fu. There's actually like a Kung Fu inspired 
level in this game with kung fu music. It's like they pretty much rip the music from the level. So <laughs> it's really funny. It's great. So I think that's all I have to say about this game. But uh, yeah, so it, sa- we'll, it sounded really bizarre. But so. it's bizarre and crazy and fun yeah. and everybody should play it. So anyway, so we will move on to the next pick and the uh, next pick. <laughs> <Gorsh>. <laughs> Jordan's pick is no, no, it's it's not not Jordan's pick because uh, we are bringing back uh, something we haven't done for many episodes now, but we're bringing back a fan pick um, because Jordan couldn't be here. So this is uh, Sean from uh, from Twitter. Sean Steinke, I believe it's pronounced, Um, has been a great, uh, great fan of the podcast, reaches out, retweets for us all the time, you know. Talks about things he wishes were in the podcast. Special shout out to you, Sean. Special shout out to you. Yeah. As uh, as uh, <laughs> Tim Geddes would say, Sean Stanky, you're the homie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he reached, he tweeted at us and said, I can't believe you guys, something along the lines of, I can't believe you guys didn't pick Sunset Riders or like Sunset Riders was my pick for this game. I almost picked Sunset Riders. And you Riders. almost picked uh, Sunset very, very close because... I have, I may, I may have even mentioned this in the podcast before, is I have kind of like this weird interest in Western-themed games. Yes. For no reason at all. Westerns other than and the fact pirates, that, right? <laughs> yeah, for no reason at all other than the fact that Western games are kind of rare. They don't really happen a lot. I remember being super excited when Gun came out, and I got that on the yeah. GameCube and barely played it. Red Dead Redemption. I loved Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. But, you know. And What's that, the new Red Dead called? Red Dead Revolver was the first. Was the first, yes. Redemption, and then had, have they named it? I can't remember. I'm trying to think back to the trailer. I can't remember either. No, but anyway, Red Dead. But anyway, like Western themed games and uh, Sunset Riders was one of those games that was sort of like on my radar, but I never really played it as a kid. Okay. So in preparation for the Konami month, I played a little bit of it basically through the first level and uh, it was fun, but I, it didn't grab me enough and I didn't feel like, you know, I had enough of a connection with it to talk about it. So, Well, if you ask Sean, he would say that you didn't play, you just didn't play quite enough because his pick for the music i even reached out and asked which one what's your pick and it's the level two boss oh if i so if only it, i kept, if going. Only got, kept yeah. going but uh hawkeye hank hatfield is the name of the is the name of the boss and the name of the track as far as i can tell so uh this is another uh konami developed and published game uh 93 on the snes and i uh it was an arcade game first, just like uh, everything I I we're talking a about genesis version of it though there is a genesis yeah. version as well but uh sean said I played it on SNES, so <laughs> SNES it is. So he gets that choice, even though I'm sure that the Genesis version music is I know, can't, the premier I can't one. Say, I did listen to the arcade version, though, and the arcade version, it, it, it's clearly like a step above. Like, yeah. it's one of those times where it was like, you know, it's a port of the music as well, and it's just like, man, that arcade is sweet. But <laughs> but he said SNES, so SNES yeah. it is. So, um, yeah, so this is a another side-scrolling shooter, more in the vein of like a Contra, almost like, you know, walk to the right and take out the enemies <laughs> at different heights i, I remember getting trampled by cows a number of times so. <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 got some of that konami goofiness in there too um <laughs> super konami goofiness now isn't this a game i don't know if you're going to mention this but i think you actually uh you restore your health by going into like brothels i think so yeah yeah I th- i'm pretty sure like you do go into bars or brothels or something like that and you pop out and somebody waves at you goodbye like a, <laughs> a, a sort was, of chorus girl kind of thing okay like a barmaid or something. barmaid yeah yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like uh, like Aaron said, set in the old west. Um, it was up to four players in arcade, uh, but it was two player on the SNES. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's jump right into the music. So this is Hawkeye Hank Hatfield from Sunset Riders.
Sunset Riders is a great name too. It and is a good know, name, yeah. It's it it has some of that, like you said, classic Konami sort of humor to it. It's a very colorful game too. Super colorful, is, yeah. yeah. And even and even again more so in the arcade. Like the arcade stuff is like it really yeah. shines, which is great because you know usually when you think like Western, it's all like browns and like tans and like yeah, dusty exactly. And, there's not a lot of color to it, but this is like. But they made the main like, character is like super bright yeah, colors, yeah, like super vivid, and yellows and almost and blues, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, and actually, because you mentioned it, uh, more goofiness. The thing I found the funniest just from uh, like watching a little bit of video is number one, the voice samples are hilarious. Like yeah, I never heard of the voice samples; they must have only be in the arcade, or maybe they weren't in the version I was playing. Or maybe they're just in the SNES. I don't know. They but, could be. I don't um, know. But yeah, I was listening to some voice samples, and the, I, I think it was the first boss you beat. And he says, like, <laughs> he, like, you're shooting him, and he's, like, standing, like, on top of, a like, a building or whatever, and you shoot him, and he falls down, and when he falls, he lands on the ground, and, like, money spills out of his pockets, and he says, bury me with my money. <laughs> it's just, like, and it's, like, so, you know, like, the, uh, distorted from the, yeah. just from coming through the sound chip, yeah. and it's so funny. And, uh, <laughs> the other thing that I found was funny is that they're using, like, six shooters, but they're machine guns. Oh, it's, yeah. like, it's just it's, an it's endless like stream you basically of bullets. just keep firing and firing exactly and so reload, uh, that was that was just funny to me yeah. that it's like no these are six shooters yeah. that we can fire at a rate of like a million bullets per minute here's the thing that i never really thought about but after like listen to all these games is that konami loved voice samples yeah oh for more, sure more so than anybody i like, think they i think they dribble, really thought blades of steel yep. like you know all of these all of these games like yeah, yeah, yeah. In Konami month, we've had tons of voice sample yeah. stuff. So I think, yeah, I think they thought it was a big, added a big thing to a game to have mm -hmm. some voice in there. So um, the only other thing that was, so to talk about arcade versus SNES, uh, there were a lot of, this <laughs> this game in the arcade was, I guess we'll say a product of its time. Um, pretty <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah, 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 pretty, like there was some pretty like, uh, non-PG things. So it got a lot more PG on the SNES because I'm sure, and I'm sure that was Nintendo, you know, with their seal of approval. So um, the barmaids like that you restore mm. your health from were much more conservatively dressed on this <laughs> SNES. I guess they were a little more scantily clad on the uh, arcade. Um, they removed uh, most of the Native American enemies are all but removed um, from the game. Also, there was some female enemies who are also just removed and they're all just replaced with like the regular outlaw bad guy. And then, uh, the last one, which I thought was probably the worst, um, the, there's one, uh, native American left in the SNES version and it's, he's a stage boss and in the arcade, he's called chief scalpum. And it's the name is replaced with Ugh. Chief Wigwam, which yeah. is still kind of not, but it's not as bad, I guess. Well, it's not less racist, but it's like not as bad, I yeah. suppose. Like not pointing directly at the, the <laughs> well, worst thing. It's the thing is like you think back is uh, this game also kind of reminds me in a way of uh, Wild Gunman on the NES, and you yeah. get like these borderline racist kind of characters where there's like big Mexican with a sombrero, and you know the native the native chief, and they all have names that are like. Exactly like that, borderline racist, which also reminds me, of course, Punch Out, where he had yes, yeah, yeah, like which you know is basically not an economy, is, but yeah. is like racism in the game. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, pretty pretty darn bad. But anyway, so yeah, product of its time. You know, we can't. I guess we can't judge it too harshly, but yeah, would never happen today. So um, the only other thing to mention is there was rumors of a HD remix uh, or an HD remake. Sorry, I should say for this game, uh, but. It never really came to light. People have done uh, some really nice up conversion of the arcade stuff that looks great. Like if you want to go, you know, play it, the main version 
upraised. It looks fantastic. Um, but uh, no HD remake. However, one or a few super fans of the game did make a unofficial uh, mm-hmm. remake for Android. <laughs> huh. So it's called, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's called like what or uh, sunset something else. It's like sunset <laughs> Gunman, I think it is, instead mm-hmm. of Sunset Riders. And it's like... So it's, it's like the just barely passable, yeah, like, bare so minimum. It, it can't, it's not quite as fast and as frenetic as the game was, but it's it's totally a rip-off. Like, it's <laughs> completely a rip-off. So. That's a shame that it's like a mobile kind of thing, though, because yeah. like, these these old Konami games, especially like the twitchy button games, is, I just can't you play need a controller. Buttons, yeah. yeah, you need a controller for sure. But you can see how, like, if you're just, like, holding your finger down, because he's That's shooting true. at such That's a rapid true. rate. Because Jack will uh, go to mobile uh, release as well, but like I'll, said, I'll yeah. never play it. I don't want to ruin it, because <laughs> I have played, like, games like Ghosts and Goblins and that kind of thing, yeah. which just ruined. Yeah, not 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 nearly as good. But anyway, so that's uh, that's it for Sunset Riders. So thanks, Sean. You you get a you get a <laughs> shout out. You 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 single handedly brought back the uh, the fan pick for this <laughs> for this episode. So uh, and it worked out perfectly because Jordan couldn't be with us. But yeah, so um, that's it for our picks this month. So now we're going to talk about the giveaway, as we always traditionally would. So. Um, and to go along with the giveaway, uh, this week we have a bit of a story, which is uh, me and Aaron and my girlfriend got to go see uh, Journey Live, which... <laughs> and it's not, you know, the rock band Journey. Not the Journey. <laughs> exactly. so let's, we got to clarify that immediately up front because, you know, there yes. will always be somebody. But this is a video game podcast, so yes. I think... And we've talked about Journey. We've talked about Journey. It was, my, podcast, it was yeah. my pick in our very first episode for the greatest music of the, I think, fifth or sixth generation of games. Um, uh, Journey, the video game, obviously, by that game company, uh, released on PS3 and PS4 now. Um, but yeah, Austin Wintory himself, the composer, came out and conducted a little... I don't know, what was it, like 10-person, something like that? It was an ensemble of, yeah. you know, I, I, it was basically okay. all the instrumentation from the actual game. Yeah. So they had, they had the entire, you know, the entire arrangement. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so I thought it was going to be like, go in, listen to a few pieces from the game. Yeah, maybe show some, like, artwork and some clips up on the yeah. screen. But what it actually was, which was amazing, was they had two people on stage playing a special build of the game made for them. Uh, without music, it had sound effects, but no music, and they played, they played the music live with them. Yeah, and, and reacting, them along. reacting to every single thing that those people did while they were playing the game. Not only that, they played the entire game. Yeah, from so, start to finish. Yeah, so no breaks. Yeah. Like just insane monster musicians yeah. to be able to pull that off. And not only like I, it was so impressive on so many levels, because like you said, like monster musicians, they're constantly reacting to what's going on. They have to make like quick changes to everything that's happening. They're also playing online. So they're having people join in randomly yeah, connecting that's to them and playing at the same time. And you know, it's just, it's just very like, it was impressive and it was driving and the music is beautiful and the concert hall was beautiful. So it was a, yeah, yeah. It was in, in one of the newer concert halls in Calgary, uh, at the Mount at Royal university, but like hands down one of the best, if not the best video game concert I'll probably ever go to. Like it was just so cool. (laughs) One more funny thing about it. I want to mention is that like they had the special build of the game, no music, but they were playing online and they were also oddly earning trophies as they were playing. Yeah. Like yeah, was, twice during their playthrough. Yeah, they, they had a, a couple pops of trophies. Yeah. So I think it was probably it might have been like a like a, a dev console or something like that. So it wasn't their own console. But yeah. yeah, that was fantastic when they would pop a trophy and one time Austin Wintory like threw up his hands in a big <laughs> yeah. celebration. So uh, and um 
just got to mention Austin Wintour. Amazing guy. Came out after the concert, probably hung out for like two hours extra after conducting his face off for a nonstop playthrough of the game. And the whole ensemble came out. Actually. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Everybody came out and chatted with everybody. It was just like such a fantastic experience. It, it was so cool because uh, they had set up like a table and chairs for everybody <laughs> to sit at. Yeah. And then like Austin Wintory and everybody and they could sign autographs and meet them. They didn't make it at, like at least uh, Austin himself didn't make it no. out of the hallway that like leads out of the concert hall. He made it to like right to the edge of the room and got immediately surrounded by people. And when you say that he stood there for like hours talking to fans, he stood right in that spot for yeah, hours. He didn't like, move he for didn't hours. He didn't make it to the chair. But like made time for everybody, talked to everybody, like just what a fantastic human being. And like with like passion and energy after that, like I couldn't believe it. Cause like he was, <laughs> he conducts with so much like, just energy like he was bouncing i was like this guy must have crazy calf strength because i don't think he was on his like flat-footed the whole time like just fantastic yeah and you mentioned the passion and he had he had a lot to say on a variety of subjects and yeah, yeah he's just very very engaged very engaged in, uh, individual but um that was fantastic so uh for the game giveaway this week we are going to add uh another austin wintory game that is on steam uh, or also Wintory composed game, I should say. Uh, it's called Abzu. So it's kind of, um, people have described it sort of as a spiritual successor to Journey. It isn't done by that game company. Um, it's a game about, uh, you know, it's kind of a similar game, but it's underwater focused. It's like atmospheric exploration. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Perfectly said. So uh, yeah, so we're going to add Abzu to the, uh, to the game giveaway this week. So if you, Grab your pens and pencils, ladies and gentlemen. So, <laughs> so you can take you can win two games from your pick of six because we had the had the uh, extra ones left over from last week. So, uh, or last month, I should say. So we have Contra Three on the eShop Nintendo eShop. Uh, we have Bastion. We have Super Hexagon. We have Monkey Island Two Special Edition. Uh, we have Blaster Master Zero on the Nintendo eShop, and now Abzu. So two of those six and the other ones are all available on steam and yeah, everything else is steam. Yeah. Good. Good point. So, uh, yeah, so those are the, that's the biggest, I think game giveaway we've had yet. So, (laughs) (laughs) so if, if you want any of those games, all you have to do is hop onto Twitter, look us up at VGM generations and interact with us in any way. So, you know, uh, give us a, give us a comment, give us a thumbs up, you know, give us a like, whatever you want. It's all good. And uh, for the bonus entry, just give us a review on iTunes or a comment on SoundCloud. And uh, yeah, so that's it for this week of Konami Month. And we will come back at you next week with some more Konami tunes. (laughs) 